I am particularly excited today and I really want to recommend to those who are online, I'm sure we have more people online that are in church, to please pay attention. God has been speaking with me and he has given me a key that I want to hand over to you today so that the key will unlock the doors that hitherto have not been opened to you. And that key is called insight. Will someone say insight? Uh, multimedia, if you will kindly bring up my slide for today, insight is what we want to talk about. And insight is a key. And how many of you know that the biggest of doors is opened by a small key? Do you know a door can resist you for 20 years, but if you get the right key, in a flash of a second, you're through. And can I tell you something? If you lack insight, you will not be able to get through many doors. So today, up on the screen, you're going to see the slide. Somebody say insight. You're going to see a light bulb with all manners of beautiful colors. And strangely, this bulb does not have a lamp holder, does not have a cable, because what we're talking about is not generated by neighbor. It is generated by the Spirit of the living God. May we be lit up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, what is insight? It is up there on the screen. I'm going to start from there. Read with me. Insight is the power of seeing through seemingly complex, complex things, complex people, and complex situations. Are you there? I said, are you there? Insight is power. That's the first thing I want you to notice. If insight is power to open the doors to the places of your desire, it means the person that does not have insight is what? If insight is power, what is the person that has insight called? Powerful. It's an interactive Bible study. I, I want to shake you up today because the struggle has been that you didn't know about this key. You probably don't have it. And if you have it, you don't even know how to use it. So if somebody that has insight, because insight is power, that person is powerful. What is the person who does not have insight? I can't hear you. Which one would you rather be? You know the thing about when you're powerful, you're respected. Do you know that the Bible says in uh, Deuteronomy 28, God is the one that gives the power to get wealth. So if you are powerless, you will always struggle and beg. Insight is power. Today, God is going to endure us with this power from on high in Jesus' name. So read with me, insight is the power of seeing through seemingly complex things, complex people, and complex situations. The scripture on the screen is 1 Corinthians 2, verse 15a, the Living Bible. It says, but the spiritual man has insight into some things. Into one thing. Into what? Into everything. Imagine if you're powerful in everything. Just because you can't do everything, you pick the one you want to do, but wherever they put you, your power works. I'll give an example. Joseph was a steward in the house of 
Potiphar? Was he a powerful man there or not? Was he a powerful man there or not? The Bible says the house of the man prospered because of Joseph, because God was with him. He had the power. Even as a steward, he got to the jail. Was he powerful in jail or not? The keeper of the jail was his friend. They let him run that jail. When he came out of the jail, he went to the palace. Was he powerful in the palace or not? He met people in the palace. He became their boss. Put your hand on your head. Say, Father, don't leave me behind. <laughs> hey, this, this key, I must receive this insight that my life will change for better in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we want to talk about developing insight today. In my notes, I have, a, uh, I have a notice here. It says, developing insight is non-negotiable. Somebody say, non-negotiable. What, what do you understand by non-negotiable? Is oxygen negotiable? Except you want to be a corpse. If you're a living soul, is oxygen negotiable? Can you fight with oxygen? Can you do without oxygen? Now, developing insight, child of God, if you don't hear anything I'm saying, you better hear this one. It is not negotiable. It's not the same as education. It's not the same as spirituality. It's not the same as preaching. Hmm. You're, we're go I'm going somewhere with this. I, I'm sure somebody is saying, why are you talking about this on a Wednesday? Why not on a Sunday? Well, the truth is this. Maybe a lot of people lack insight because they don't even do Wednesday service. Maybe this is proof of it. This is when I have the unction to speak about it. Now, I want to give you the full definition of insight. This non-negotiable key and power that we need to do well in life. You, you, you see strong men struggle. You see educated men struggle. Supposing the problem is they lack insight. Okay, let me read the full definition. The, you can bring that up. The power, what is insight? Insight is... The power of seeing through seemingly complex things, complex problems, complex people, complex situations. It is the ability to dissect and comprehend things, comprehend people, and comprehend situations with what? Relative ease. The man that has insight, what it will take some people 10 years to accomplish, in 10 hours he has done it. Go on. It says it does it with relative ease. So the struggle is this. As long as you are slow, you will always be behind. It's like when we're driving, if your car is slow, you will always get there last. Insight gives you speed of comprehension. The word comprehend is to understand what the problem is, how to solve it, what to do with it, how to turn it to your advantage. That's insight. Let's go on. Insight is also the capacity to gain accurate and deep understanding of someone or something resulting in what? Good judgment. It helps you to know what best to do in every situation. Can I interest you? I like spiritual people, but I've met a lot of spiritual people that have no insight at all. And I have met people that are not very spiritual. They don't know a lot of scripture, but they have such insight. They end up hiring the man who lacks insight. 
but knows all the scripture. So it's better you know the scripture and have insight. Otherwise, the man that has insight will rule over everyone else. Now, so insight is also the capacity to gain what? Accurate and deep understanding of someone or something resulting in good judgment. The man with insight will always make good judgments that catapults people. Insight helps you to know what best to do in every situation. I want to ask a question here. Would you not like to be so blessed you know the best thing to do in any situation? Let me see your hand up if you want that. Can I, can I ask you, is life easy today? I said, is life easy today? When you want to take a decision, there are so many decisions you're sweating. It says insight helps you to know what, not what to do, what best to do in every situation. Ah, the man that lacks insight is a powerless man. To change the trajectory of a life, can I tell you the truth? Insight makes you almost operate like God. Why is God God? He always knows what to do. Nothing faces him. To a lesser degree, because we are made in the image and likeness of God. In fact, we are gods with a small g. So every capacity of God we are supposed to have on that scale, scale down. So why would you be made by the ultimate God that is the father of insight and you lack insight? Should you not be like father like son? It helps you to know what to do, what best to do in every situation. I wish our government had insight. They would know what to do. They give you oil, bitumen, bauxite, tin ore, uh, gold, silver, diamond, everything. What have you done with it? We're still queuing up for visa. The places we're going don't have those things. The only thing Dubai has is crude oil. And I think our crude oil is even more than their own. They don't have silver. They don't have gold. They don't have bitumen. They don't have any of those. They don't even have soil that is good to plant. They live in a desert. And yet, there's no heat anywhere. Everywhere is air-conditioned. Even buses, bus stops, everything is air-conditioned. The Nepal does not break down. They have an insight. Nigeria has everything. Both. How much insight do you think we have? You know, while I'm looking at you and myself, do you know that we are Nigeria? Every time you talk about Nigeria, you don't look in the mirror. You are Nigeria. If Nigeria seems to lack insight, the question is how much insight do you as a person have? Okay, we go on. So it helps us to know what best to do in every situation. Now, insight is what enables foresight. Foresight grants access to farsight. You see, if you don't have farsight, you're short-sighted, which means every decision you make is a foolish decision on the long run. Have you ever taken a decision that looked good now, and by tomorrow, it becomes an embarrassment? Has it happened to you before? That's a decision based on short-sight, not farsight. So, insight enables foresight. 
Farsight gives you access, uh, foresight gives you access to farsight, and it is farsight that empowers one with oversight, and oversight enables one to reign in life. When the Bible says you will reign in life, Oga, can I tell you the truth? Take it to heaven, take it to hell, take it anywhere you want. You cannot reign in life without insight. It will always be a promise that you have, but the realization has to get you past the bridge of insight. And so church, we haven't spoken enough about insight. I'm sure it was partly insight the Lord was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 when he talks about, but we have the mind of Christ. We should have the kind of insight he has. Okay. Now, let's read 1 Corinthians 2, 15 from, from the Living Bible. Aha. Let's read together. But the spiritual man has what? Insight into everything and that bothers and baffles the man of the world who can't understand him at all. They put you in a tough situation, you get out of it. They give you half an opportunity, you build an empire with it. it you, you are supposed to be an enigma that people cannot understand. It says such a person bothers them and baffles them. They can't understand how you do it. Insight. Why did we take so long to understand the power of insight? I'll show you one man that got it right. Daniel 5, verses 11 to 12, the New Living Translation. I think this was, I think the wife of the king or the or mother of the king that said, there is a man in your kingdom telling the king this, who has within him the spirit of the holy gods? Hmm. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have what? Insight. Which means for him to be singled out, they couldn't find anybody else that had it. Now, if insight was going to be found in this church, it's not likely to be found everywhere. So I may be talking to everybody, but I know for a fact that only few people will get it. But I know that I'll be one of those people. He said, this man, singular tense, was found to have wisdom. What happened to the rest of them? What did they have? He had insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of the gods. And so your predecessor, the king, your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him what? chief. You see, insight takes you to the place of promotion. Insight is like a springboard. It sends you high. Why do we just pray and we don't develop insight? The king made him chief. Just like that. Verse 12 says, this man Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, has exceptional ability and is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. Listen to this. He can interpret dreams, explain riddles, and do what? And solve difficult problems. You know, if 
if the world is going to express more and more problems and difficulty it's the stage set for the man with insight to become king have you noticed that everybody's talking about problems nobody talks about solving the problem until joseph showed up all the people of pharaoh were talking about the problem see he interpreted the dream that's not he, why he was made number two it was what to do about the problem that the king heard and said you are the one you'll be number two anybody can tell me my problem you know why i'm not impressed with you in any case i already know you know what you annoy me because you don't have any solution have you noticed that people won't talk they're always talking about problems other people's problems they don't talk about their own but they can't solve any at least some of us can solve some both by prayer by anointing by thinking by making focus by money we solve some problems so the truth is this it is the person that solves difficult problems that's going to be the boss hello okay so nobody likes me now you want to be the boss and you can't solve any problem what problem can you solve seniority is a matter of not age is the person that can solve the big problems that get promoted that is a sensible order of things except you were just lucky and luck is not sustainable you can be lucky to get a job you can't use luck to maintain the job hello there and so this man who the bible says this man was found to have wisdom he could solve difficult problems you know the rest can i ask you a question what is the difference between sight and insight you know a lot of us we treasure our sight we guard our sight but really what has sight done for you what is the what is the difference between sight and insight somebody help me yes sir give him the microphone sight and insight they both have sight the other one has in inside sight praise the lord hallelujah i see sight as uh, the physical seeing seeing ability yes. to see yes insight is inner vision inner vision yes sir. you see behind the curtain That's can right. you clap for the, uh, the, the, the the this daddy amongst us insight is inner vision awesome there if you're going to hold the microphone you stand and look around you need to have insight okay um sight like uh, our daddy said is what you can see mm -hmm. but insight is the ability to work the ability to work with what you can see aha he has taken it to another level what, are, that? what are your hands doing come on now is the ability to work with what you can see because a lot of people can see opportunity but they can't do anything with it go on so um for example i i like like you said sir i see this fan i'm supposed to move it i'm seeing it i'm just seeing it. a lot of people are conscious mm -hmm. they're, they're not conscious you're seeing it insight is your your subconscious is alive everything about you is awake 
but your sight you can you can actually be seen while you are sleeping hey <laughs> sleeping on duty can you clap for him <laughs> i remember in my young days when i just had Timmy, who is over 30 now i had this red sports car and my one of my senior cousins is older than i said ah sleeping on duty I said, what's sleeping on duty? He said, is it not that car that when the lights are off, it comes down like that. And then sometimes you raise it up and yet the, you, the light is not on. The thing just open eye, but there's no light. I said, hey, so they call it sleeping on duty. Father, may we not be sleeping on duty in Jesus' name. Let me... What is the point having eyes? You see the problem but you lack insight to solve the problem. You know what it does? It leads to frustration. Every day you wake, you see your problem. Tomorrow you wake, you see your problem. But you lack the insight to change it, it leads to frustration. Maybe it's even better to be blind so that you can't see some things. Bible says that they... Um, there is a prayer in Ephesians that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may know the hope of our calling and the exceeding greatness of the power of God that is available to the one that has insight. <laughs> ah. but I have in my notes here the difference between the man that lacks sight and the one that has sight is that one cannot see the problem and still cannot solve it. If you could see it. No. One cannot see the problem and cannot solve it. The other one can see it. What am I trying to say? The blind man cannot see the problem and if he lacks insight, cannot solve the problem. The man that can see the problem but lacks insight can see the problem and not still solve it. And at the end of the day, neither can solve the problem even though one can see it. Have you noticed that look at the groups you belong to. If 98% of people are always talking about the problems, they wear you out analyzing the problem. I wish there was one person in every chat group that has insight to give us the solution. Why have we become enamored to talking about problems? How come we don't seek people that can solve the problem and tell everybody to shut up and let us hear the person who has insight that can solve the problem? Everybody is talking about the problem. Am I in order? Have you gone on social media? Have you not seen how much everybody is talking about Nigeria's problem? How many people can tell us how to solve the problem? A lot of education, no insight. A lot of religion and speaking in tongues, no insight. So this key, I said to you, insight is power to be able to understand complex things and to know what to do and how you can change what was a problem to a blessing. May the Lord help us to develop insight in Jesus' name. The man that can see a problem 
and cannot change the problem because he lacks insight will be tormented by his problem. The man that cannot see the problem and cannot solve the problem does not even know that he's being buried alive. And next door is somebody who has eyes but can see. Jesus says some people have eyes but they cannot see. They have ears. They cannot hear the solution. But you have eyes you ought to see. You have heart, ears you ought to hear. And you have a heart you ought to understand or gain insight. That's what it means. May the Lord help us today in Jesus' name. I'm going to read a few scriptures to you. And then we're going to take a test case from the Bible. And you're going to see the difference between sight, insight, whether somebody has foresight or foresight. And you get to see who reigns in life. It's all there in a short parable. So Proverbs 22 verse 3, the New Living Translation says what? It says, a prudent person foresees danger. The word foresee talks about what? Insight. You can't foresee something if you don't have insight to what is coming. So, the prudent person has insight and foresees danger and does what? Takes precaution. If you don't foresee something, if you lack the insight to see where something is going, how do you take precautions? The second part says, and so this simple thing goes blindly on and suffers what? The consequence. It didn't say enjoys the consequences. He suffers the consequences. Now, let me ask you, does you do you know what the word simpleton means? It comes from the word simple. But it's very deep. Somebody give me another word for simpleton. Huh? Mindless. Mindless. Anybody else? Simpleton. Yes, sir. Carefree, Carefree people. Yes, sir. Ignorant person. Foolish person. But the foolish, careless. What's the other word you gave us? Mindless. What's the word you gave us? ignorant person because he lacks insight to see the play of things in the interplay of things he cannot see he cannot take precautions and so the simple thing goes on blindly and does what suffers the consequences supposing three quarters of what we're dealing with were totally avoidable how would you feel if with the benefit of analysis, I can show you that what you're going through is completely avoidable. So, were you sleeping on duty? The prudent man who develops insight can foresee things. The word foresee is foresight, which is a kind of insight that plays out at the, looking at the interplay of things and where things are going and they can take a position to secure their safety and sometimes uh, uh, take advantage of it and build an empire because of that problem. But the simple thing, spiritual, but simple thing, educated, but a simple thing, old, over 40, but a simple thing, goes on, and does suffers what? The consequence. Can I tell you? Lack of insight has con 
sequences. Why is everybody quiet? Lack of insight has what? Consequences. And at the same time, insight has what? Rewards. That's why the subject we're talking about is how to develop insight. Otherwise, you suffer from the lack of insight and it's called consequences. The new... Uh, this other translation, I, I don't think it's NLT, it says a, pr a prudent person foresees no, okay. The, the living Bible says um, a prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead. Can I tell you something? Things may be tough now. Does it mean there are no more difficulties ahead? Does it mean there are no difficulties ahead? The prudent man with foresight <laughs> can see difficulties ahead and does what? Prepares for them. There are some battles you cannot avoid. You have to fight them. But when you're ready for the battle, it's different from when the battle takes you unawares. But the simpleton goes on blindly and suffers what? The consequences. One of the benefits of insight is you can read trouble when it's coming. And you can avoid it. Apart from the fact that you can see opportunities long before anybody and you really hammer. But for you to have sight and all that you do is based on your sight. Oga, you have a rating sight. I think it is better to be blind and have insight than to have eyes and lack insight. Yes, there is a quotation like that. Ha. Kelly. Helen Keller said, it is better to, have, to be blind <laughs> and have insight than to have eyes and lack insight. I want us to take a little excursion into the parable of the ten virgins in the Bible found in um, Matthew 25 verses 1 to 7. Can you bring that up? I want to read from the Passion Translation. Please pay attention. You know, we're talking about insight, foresight, farsight, oversight, so that you can reign in life. We're going to look at this example and you're going to find insights there. You're going to find sight. You're going to find insight. You're going to have foresight. You're going to see farsight. You're going to see oversight. And you're going to see reigning in life. At the time my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. They could see what was coming. That's eyes. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared. The bridegroom is coming. We're all excited. We're all ready. But there was a difference. Some were ill-prepared. How? For they took no oil? For they took no oil for their lamps? Is that what it says? What does it say? They took no extra oil for their lamps. 
everybody came with lamps. Everybody had oil in the lamps. But <laughs> insight required for thorough preparation for eventualities that one needed to be prepared and took extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible. Anybody that lacks insight cannot be sensible. For they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps that were full. Let's go on. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they are wakened by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here, come out and have an encounter with him. May we have an encounter with the bridegroom in Jesus' name. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps. Come on, let's go. But the foolish ones were running out of oil, so they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. They gave a reason for their lack of insight. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You will have to go and buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared and those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy. That's how to reign in life. You're not supposed to enjoy life. You're supposed to enjoy life. They began to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Next verse. Next verse. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back to my surprise. Go away. Do I know you? Another version says, do I even know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. The bridegroom did not identify with a group of people. The ones that, I don't know what your answer will be, who, who do you think are the ones that he did not identify with? <laughs> because they all had sight. So I want to throw the question open. What can you learn talking about the power of insight that enables us to comprehend complex things, make preparations, and reign in life and get stuff done, you know, and we said insight leads to foresight. By foresight, you can see what is coming, and foresight is taking a decision that both now and in the future is going to work out, which takes you to oversight, which causes you to reign in life. What do you see? Who is who? In all the uh, permutations of insight that I've spoken about, what do you see? Anybody? The ten virgins, did they all have sight? Did they all have sight? Was there any one of them blind? Did they all have insight? Why do you say no? Can somebody answer the question? It's like all of us are here, now half the people, all the people have eyes, but what they're saying is, in most rooms, maximum half of them lack insight. Okay, so you're all quiet. I thought you'd be jumping up because you understand what I'm saying. Okay, Pastor Steve. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> uh, this, the parable of the ten virgin is a very emotional story for me. Okay. Simply because 
the ten virgins were waiting for a groom. Mm -hmm. The instruction to carry a lamb must have been cultural. Okay. Must have been something they, they are familiar with. Yeah. And uh, they understand that for a lamb to function, oil will be needed. Mm -hmm. There was nothing in the manual that requires the need to have an extra oil. Because they never imagined or envisaged that a reasonable groom would come late for his own wedding. Mm -hmm. Okay, so life certainly cannot be fair. If we look at it from a very practical point of view, it would appear that some are taking a very terrible position about life to say that they are where they are because life is not fair. But it's obvious from this story, life had never been fair from the beginning of life. Hey, because yes, there was really no tangible offense committed by these five foolish people. <laughs> there was no fault. Okay. But now we are, we are facing reality uh -huh. that life does not necessarily demand that you work by the minimal requirements. What are your hands doing? Come on now. Okay, so... When you talk about minimum requirements, yes. it means that some people that work by minimum requirements, they are not demonstrating insight into how life works. Exactly. Good. Because insight is a proactive initiation of your, of your mind. Okay. Being able to separate what is temporal and, temp and permanent. Mm -hmm. There are certain things you will not change. For instance, the fault of the oil was not the lamp. Mm -hmm. Because the lamp is constant. Mm -hmm. What can finish is the temporal, which is the oil. Mm -hmm. Someone with strong discretive, I mean discretionary initiative, mm -hmm. someone that is proactive, mm -hmm. should look at the subject matter and separate temporary here mm -hmm. from permanent. Mm -hmm. The temporary is the oil. Mm -hmm. And so if you understand inside like you're teaching right now, mm -hmm. you should be able to say that this oil is dropping. Mm -hmm. And then we are waiting. Mm -hmm. So there is a possibility that while waiting, the oil could finish. Mm -hmm. The lamp will not finish, it's the oil. Mm -hmm. And so those who understood how to, those who understood insights, <laughs> they didn't consider the extra oil a body. Because really, if you're going to practice insights, you won't be at the level of the mediocre or average. Oh, Kalara. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nobody should excuse to say life is not fair. Nobody should build excuses around his parents, his mother, his uncle, his pastor, his church. The real issue that is missing in everybody's life is the ability to apply insight. That, that, that instinctive grace to be proactive and discretional about taking initiative far and beyond the norm. Aha. It takes five credits to enter university. But you can go beyond five credits and get seven and eight because you just never tell. You can't tell when there will be the need for the extra. So it is a critical key indeed that can separate you from the masses. When you have insight, you are separated from the masses, almost by default. Let me add to what you said. Everybody had sight. And how insight promotes you is demonstrated very quickly. The ones that had sight but lacked insight became beggars before the ones that had insight. They went to them to beg. If you want to be tired of begging, Oga, I beg you, develop insight. 
They started as equals. They went to their mates and said, big me some more. Even borrow me. When I finish, I'll replace it. You know, this simple parable is loaded. Equal opportunities, equal eyes. What was not equal is this. It's insight that helps you to prepare for life. There's something your wife has on her email that I like reading. It says, life is not the way you want it to be. Life is the way it is. It is what it is. Life is not the way you would want it to be. Life is the way life is. The, the more current version of this is, is, it is what it is. The bridegroom can promise you, but anything can happen. And if anything happens, how good then are your plans? Insight is more about wholesome living. Approach is more robust. You know, the Bible says, the prudent man foresees evil and takes precaution, but the simpleton, you see, the, those other virgins that went begging, they're simpletons. Because uh, the bridegroom invited us, so he will come and so we'll do this. No thinking beyond the ordinary boundaries. The people that lack inside, they don't think beyond the small boundaries. And the first thing I want to prove to you is if you lack insight, you will borrow from people that have it. Then the question is, my sense of Christianity is just like yours. I struggled with the answer of the wise virgins when they said, we, I cannot give you. I thought you should give people that ask you. Why did they not give them? If they had insight, why did they not give them? And by not giving them, what manner of insight are they demonstrating? There's an answer that I'm looking for. Yes. Um, good evening, church. Good evening. So I think um, insight actually prepares us for eventualities. Mm -hmm. So considering this issue with the five virgins, um, if they ended up giving the other five virgins some of their oil, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all ten of them would have missed out on the bridegroom. So they just had to reserve theirs. Uh, so they had prepared for the eventuality. Uh, while the other foolish ones, they just they, no, no, not. became simpletons. Okay, so what do we call that aspect of insight that was demonstrated by that decision? Um, I would say both foresight and farsight. Can you clap for her, please? Can you? No, no, no. Please don't sit down, madam. Don't sit down. Why do you say foresight and farsight? I want everybody to get it. Okay. Um, they had foresight in the sense that if they didn't carry enough oil, they were going to miss out on getting to meet the bridegroom. So they mm -hmm. carried their extra oil. Mm -hmm. And then they had farsight in the fact that if they shared their oil, they would end up missing on what? Missing out on the bridegroom. And then all ten of them wouldn't have the opportunity of the oh, you thank you so much. You don't even know what I'm trying to talk about. If they were so spiritual and lacked the progression of insight that takes you to the place of having foresight, and the progression that takes you from foresight to farsight, 
they would have shared it because let me tell you your religiosity your spirituality that is not balanced by insight is around foolishness there will have been no difference between them and the foolish virgins so spirituality cannot override the need for insight I'm telling you for a long time I struggled with their reaction I felt it wasn't right until I read the reason how do you see that reason if you don't think forward forward is foresight and when you go beyond forward you go far forward it's called far sight so if this happens this is what happened. If this doesn't happen, this is what happened. And since I'm here for this, and I'm not here for that, this is the best thing for me to do in the circumstances. If you have insight, you cannot be sleeping on duty. It is not done. I know too many Christians, you can't stay awake for 30 minutes. Somebody comes to you and gives you quoted spiritual reasons for doing foolishness. And you, you, you lack insight and all the other things you have done will become a nullity of no effect if you subscribe to that. Uh-huh, nobody clap for me, you see now. <laughs> That's what I'm very sorry for. I want to really, because I'm sincerely enjoying this. So now, am I. Yeah. Um, the cure to regret is still insight. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are a number of people like I, I, I fell into that category just lately. And I've said this to myself, and I know people say this to themselves also that if what I know now, I knew, that, I knew it like five years ago, I wouldn't be here. Can you clap for him? That is, that is a profound statement everybody should go home to. So oh, that simply means that uh-huh. if I had the insights, that I have now, because way back then it would have been, it would be now insight. In the past, it would have been insight. insight. Because insight is, is, is a bit futuristic. Yeah. Ability to see ahead. Beyond, beyond, yeah. So what I know now, I can't categorize it as insight. It's a sight. <laughs> now, what you are teaching me now is to give me the privilege to have another insight that five years from now, I would not say if I knew now. What are your hands doing? Katalima Sotabula. Because someone said the older you get, the more you realize how important time is. Yeah. And for the principle of restoration, it's tied around recovering lost time. That's right. And what guarantees speed mm-hmm. is the ability to have sight. A very bad car with a bad light can't drive very well at night. But if you have a good car with a good headlamp, you can move with speed. So night is upon everybody now as a nation. Yeah. And we need good lights. Which and is that's sad. why the first prayer I pray to is, let your word be a light, light a on, lamp onto our, our feet, feet and a light, light onto, onto our, our path. So we gain insight so that we will not, in retrospect, say, if I had no. no. In 2028, we don't want to be saying, if I had known this, I would not be here. We have done that. We're not going to do it anymore. Can you clap for this man of God? 
to now answer the question mm-hmm. because that very question that the reaction of those five believers yeah this seems to conform with the language of love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. i equally struggle with their behavior mm-hmm. i could have been gullible also to say mm-hmm. ah they are in a dire need i should help them but really i thought about it mm-hmm. that it is not everything that should be shared or can be shared but you can share something or because they shared something with them yes now they shared a formula that brought the extra oil with them let's just right. go and buy that's right so we say that if you are in a serious situation that is painful I would, rather, I would rather teach you how to catch the fish than to give you my own fish that is not sufficient for my journey. <laughs> so that's exactly what they did. We bought the extra oil before we arrived here. In, in fact, let me engage you. All right, sir. If they shared it and we all clapped for them and the end result is none of them saw the rule. Hmm. Is that insight? No. That's foolish sight. So, you see, part of insight is you can play the scenario ahead of time. So, when you take the decision, you are not hesitant about your decision because you have tested it through the interplay that of things, the way things work out by the power of uh, uh, insight that you are, you are sure that you know what you're doing. But let me give you another scripture. As long as you say, uh, uh, share with your neighbor love, uh, what did you say? Huh? You said something about giving to your neighbor and so on. Okay, what about the one that says, love your neighbor as yourself? It didn't say, love your neighbor more than yourself. If I'm here to meet with the guy, bridegroom, and you want me to do something that will make me miss the bridegroom, if I do it, that means I love you more than myself. God bless this, my son. He's the first one that got it. You see, insight will let you put the words of the Lord and line them up in a sensible way. You know, religion is not the same as having faith. And you said a very powerful thing. They asked for something, they gave them something. What they gave them is what worked for them. I can't give you more than what worked for me. But if you now do it out of season, that's not my fault. They were now doing what the, the five wise virgins did at the wrong time. Insight is about understanding the times and the seasons. Even Jesus told Israel, he says, you did not know the time of your visitation. That is why you have been ravaged. When the opportunity was there, you were sleeping on duty. May we not be guilty again in Jesus' name. Okay, Lady Sheila, let's hear you. Pastor, um, I actually think the Bible called them foolish for a reason. Because, <laughs> because come to think of it, when you bring it to real life situations, mm-hmm. and um, you tell someone that, oh, I'm going, I'm going somewhere, it's going to be dark, and I don't know how long it's going to take, so I'm going to buy extra oil. Mm-hmm. They'll probably tell you that, ah, uh-uh, Oga said you'll be here in three hours now. This oil is just enough for three hours. Why are you, you are too doing long droughts and all those kind of stuff? You know? So I think that the prob- those five that were wise had probably advised them. But they re- Okay, so they refused probably to heed that advice. At the right time. That's why it probably got to the point where by when they even asked them, refused to share it. Can you clap for her, please? (laughs) 
Now, why do you think the bridegroom locks them out? The bridegroom talks about the Lord. He said, I don't even know you. That's the part. This is not a virgin to virgin. This is the bridegroom himself. He locks the door. Does it occur to you that lack of insight can have terrible consequences? The Bible says the simpleton does not prepare and suffers the consequences. Whilst the five virgins were enjoying the feast reigning in life, insight produces foresight. Foresight leads to farsight. Farsight puts you in oversight and with oversight you reign in life. I prove to you that if you lack insight, you're going to borrow from the person who does. They went to ask for oil. If you don't have insight, you don't measure the season well. They felt they could go and come. It was already too late. I feel, honestly, that this thing about insight is captured in the story of the ten virgins. All had sight and the same opportunity. The lack of insight of half of them produced a terrible end. When you have opportunity, how does your mind work? Minimum? Or you, you think that life can happen the journey can be longer, something can go wrong, and how do you prepare for that? Okay, what would the five virgins say when they got back home? You know what people that like insight say? I don't know why God is doing this to me. I, I, I don't know, is, is there a preference? Eh? But I'm a virgin too. She did those ones that went to the virgin. In fact, the very wicked, they did not share the oil with us. It's not every voice that speaks that speaks with the wisdom of God. You have a right to ignore some people's comments because they're not speaking wisdom. Now, those that were locked out, I wish they were members of Grace Assembly so they can know now why they were disqualified. So that the next opportunity, they will move with insight. Put your hand on your head. Say, Father, may I gain insight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me show you uh, one or two more scriptures. In fact, bring me back Proverbs 22, verse 3, the Living Bible. Just, I want Pastor Yomi to engage me in that. It says, a prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead. What does that, out of the ten virgins, who does this describe? The prudent man that foresees difficulties ahead, who does it describe? The first five. You know, some people say they have so much faith, they never prepare for eventualities. Oh no, that's not faith. That is being ignorant. Life happens without warning. 
A prudent man foresees difficulties ahead. Even though you know the Lord gave you a promise, there is an there is a promise and there is an opportunity. And what he does is he prepares for them. Did the five virgins, wise virgins, did they prepare for the eventualities or not? The difficulties, did they prepare? Did they prepare well? Now, after they prepared, some people want to scuttle your preparation. You're going to allow them to do that? No, that's not foresight. That's foolish sight. If there's anything like that. He says, but the simple thing, the simple talks about somebody that looks nice, somebody that smells nice, somebody that is casual, somebody that is okay. But Bible says the fool goes on his way. He lacks wisdom and understanding and so he cannot get to the city of his desire. He said, simple thing. The, the word simple thing means you look okay. It says the fool lacks knowledge and is unable to get to the city. Just because you look okay, just because you have come to prayer meeting, just because you give an offering, it's okay. Just make sure you're not a simpleton. He goes blindly on and does what? And suffer. May we not suffer. May we be blessed in Jesus' name. He suffers what? The consequences. The word consequence is you're getting what you sowed. It's not because somebody do you. Too many times you blame things on our parents, the system, this and that. But a lot of it is a consequence of lack of insight. Let's hear from the ladies. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I want to relate this um, story to the story of um, Mary and Martha. Martha kind of depicts someone that has sight. <laughs> and Mary will kind of depict someone that has insight. Because it was that same Mary, her insight from always staying at the master's feet. By the time from that inside, she began to have foresight that made her to break the alabaster box before preparing the master for the burial. So both of them depict sight, foresight, foresight, and oversight. Can you, can you bless her, please? Now, we're talking about our lives here. Pastor Steve said, as you talk to me, I feel so excited. If only I had knowledge of insight five years ago, I wouldn't be here. Do you know what the devil wants? He wants us to continue with our religious thing so that five years from now, he knows where we're going to be. Around where we still are is where we're going to be. The lack of insight is like being tied to a fat tree with chains. You can't go far. No matter what. The five virgins had equal opportunities. They even had lamps. They even had some oil. But they went nowhere. The feast went on without them. As the Lord lives. Amy, miss feast you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not miss enjoying life. Before Jesus comes, I'm not talking about heaven. I will first enjoy life here. Then I will continue enjoying there. I'm not going to suffer in vain. That's why we're here. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. The one way we don't do, we don't see. Right now, we're moving with sight. Come on now. 
we're gaining foresight. We're going with foresight. We're going to live and reign with oversight in Jesus' name. Now, back to what you said, um, Sister Francisca, you talked about um, the Mary was listening to the word of God, and from the word of God, she got insight. Let's look at Psalm 49, verses 1 to 3 from the Living Bible. It says, Listen, everyone. High and low, rich and poor, all around the world, listen to my word, for they are wise and they are filled with insight. A lot of us listen from the perspective of religion and spirituality. You know, Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding. As a matter of fact, that's next scripture. Proverbs 4, verse 5 and verse 7, the good news version says, get wisdom. I quote the Bible, get insight. Can you believe it? Get wisdom, get insight. Verse 7 says, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Whatever else you get, get what? Insight. Whatever else you get, make sure you get insight. It appears to me that without insight, even the promises of God may not work in our lives. Why get insight? It's because insight will make you great and will help you become accomplished in life and help you to actually reign in life. A lot of us guide our sight jealousy. I don't think sight is anything as important as insight. Pastor Emilio and I had a conversation early this morning. You know what happened to me? I got an insight. And that insight could produce terrible amount of promotion, unbelievable amount of wealth overnight. It's always been there. I've always had sight, but I didn't have an insight. May God help us all. Proverbs 2 verse 3 says, Proverbs 2 verse 3, the New Living Translation, bring it up quickly. It says, let's read this together. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Did it say ask for insight? It says what? Cry out for insight. It's like your life depends on it. Your future depends on it. Your well-being depends on it. You can't fool with this thing. So Grace Assembly, we, I am telling you that insight is the power to do incredible things in the face of all kinds of opposition. It's a power to get wealth. It is the power to correct what went wrong. It's the power to run through a troop. It's the power to leap over walls of opposition. It's insight. At the breakthrough prayers, we pray this prayer. Bring that prayer up. I think you have it. We're going to just read it out. One, two, three, go. Father, please grant me insight to know what best to do in my business, my career, in my finances, 
Also grant me insight concerning my critical relationships so that I experience many outcomes in 2023. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, Amen. Grant me insight to know what best to do in every circumstance. Not just what to do, what is best to do. And finally, Psalm 19 verse 8 brings it home. The commands of the Lord are clear. Do what? Giving insight for living. Living what? Victoriously. The word of the Lord are clear. Giving insight for living. Five virgins made it victoriously. How many of us want to make it? Can you stand to your feet? Bring the last prayer out. That's the prayer we want to pray. It's up on the screen. At the count of three, lift up your right hand and pray this prayer alongside with me. Say, in 2023, Lord, please infuse me with insight. I, I can't hear you. In 2023, Lord, please infuse, infuse me with insight. Help me to operate with foresight. Make me farsighted so that with oversight, I can begin to reign in life. In Jesus' name I pray. Take one minute and pray that prayer. Lord, please infuse me with insight. I realize eyes and sight are not enough. Help me to operate with foresight. Make me become farsighted so that with oversight I can begin to reign in life. I can begin to enjoy life to the fullness. I can begin to succeed in the things I used to struggle in. I can begin to turn things that were difficult for me, turn them around. Lord, please infuse us with insight. Insight for living victoriously. Infuse me in the power of insight that can turn things around and make me access the things I longed, I so long for. Father, this is my opportunity. This year, let me accelerate in the in the walk of insight. Let me gain foresight. Let me obtain foresight. Help me to begin to have oversight so that I can live well virtuously. I can reign in life. I can succeed in life. I can enjoy life to the fullest in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Insight that comes from your word. Insight that comes from an awakeness and an alertness. Let me not be a simple team that suffers consequences of foolishness. Help me to avoid what I need to avoid. And help me to apprehend the opportunities that are before me. Help me to see what lies ahead and be prepared for what is coming. Father Lord, infuse us with insight. be simple to me any longer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. The Bible says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. It is the key that produces the result. 
There's a power of seeing through complex things and complex situations. It is the ability to dissect and comprehend things and people and situations with relative ease. It is the capacity to gain accurate and deep understanding of things that people struggle with. It, it results in good judgment that produces promotion and prosperity. It is what helps us to know what best to do in every situation. Insight gives birth to foresight. Foresight gives access to foresight. Foresight empowers us with oversight. And oversight is what enables us to reign in life. Father, we download it by your grace today. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Let insight make the difference now on in our lives so that we can, we can show the results that God promised amongst his children so that people can look up at us and say, Truly, the Lord is with you. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for insight. That is not an insight for amen at all. <laughs> Glory be to God. Thank you all. You may be seated. I would like you as much as possible to go back and listen to this uh, recording and share it with your friends. Like the recording and share it and continue to pray this prayer and don't be caught slipping on duty again so that we can turn things around very quickly and accelerate towards the destiny in Christ that God has promised us in Jesus name. May the Lord give us leaders with insight in Nigeria as well in Jesus mighty name.